Welcome everyone to Aggregators and Brands show. Today I am, my name is Hai. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Eva.Guru, a company, a technology and a, a, you know, services company helping Amazon sellers to maximize their profits. I have Omar today, my co-host. Hey, how you doing all? And we have a special guest today, Murat Yetish. And Murat is also from Izmir, where it's where I am from too. And uh, also, like, we have a, a nice office in Izmir, our offshore center where we do R&D. So it's great to have somebody from uh, the homeland. So welcome, Murat. Thanks. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a pleasure. So great to have you. So tell us about yourself, Murat, like, you know, what, what you do and... Uh, and we can take it from there. Uh, actually, uh, I'm in the logistics industry for the past 22 years. And I'm, the, I'm in the field called freight forwarding, uh, which is uh, handling all kinds of logistics from delivery customs, uh, inland deliveries, and which includes land freight, sea freight, air freight, partial shipments, full shipments. Sometimes we have project shipments. Uh, we can, you know, ship whole factory from one country to another country. Wow. And freight forwarding is, uh, yeah. <laughs> and freight forwarding is actually related to all, only international shipments, not domestic shipments. But the part of uh, our uh, services, of course, uh, delivered to cargo until the mid end, end point of the delivery site and address. And most of our shipments, uh, as my company, Miveka Global Logistics, which I founded six years ago, uh, six and a half years ago, uh, we mainly concentrate on uh, sea freight container shipments. Uh, not we choose, but uh, because of the geographical area of Turkey, and it's uh, mostly sea, sea land, sea freight uh, requested country. And since the beginning of my journey in logistics and also with my own company, Miveka Global Logistics, uh, we carried almost everything from machinery, the food stuff, frozen food, uh, airplanes, uh, boats, uh, textile, anything you name it. And, and it, it, it all depends on what the request is. It's on the sea freight or land freight or air, air freight, uh, what the customers ask for. And the main thing is the biggest investment that we did, actually I did in my uh, journey, uh, was my name because the service is, is, it's need to be qualified because everybody, everyone can ship one uh, cargo from one point to another. That's the easy part. But the hardest part is uh, when you make a promise, when you give your word, you have to keep it when you ship a cargo from one point to another, because that's why uh, I have 132 agents uh, independently freight forwarder companies in 74 countries and 88, 89%, 90% of these uh, people are my old friend, which maybe we used to work in the same group of companies. Uh, maybe I share some uh, offices with these people. So they open their own freight forwarding company or they switch to another companies, but they always follow or we actually follow each other. And that brought us in a great friendship and a teamwork. So I am really picky on uh, choosing my uh, offices around the world, agents, uh, 
to give the same word and same promise that I give to my customers because I don't like to save the day of doing this business. I like to you know uh, invest on the future and long-term relationship. And this is uh, the, fr- the, the fruit of this investment is 90% of our uh, customers are coming to us by the references. 90%, only 90, I mean, 10% of the customers that are the ones that we call and ask them if we can serve them. But uh, as I said, it's, it's, a good, it's a good investment. It's a good uh, image in the market because logistics is a big, very, really big uh, industry. But on the other side, it's a real, real small too. Anything you did good can't be here from China. Anything you did good, bad, can't be here from Brazil. So you never know. Very nice. I mean, great introduction and 22 years of experience in logistics. I think that's also very impressive. Uh, and you are talking about being impeccable with your word, like, you know, whatever you say, probably it's mostly about like delivery, which uh, we, myself and, and Omar, we work a lot with the Amazon sellers, maybe like uh-huh. 90% of our customers are Amazon sellers. And I mean, obviously their biggest problem is like to have that timely uh, delivery. Sometimes it's not in your hands, but at least they need to know as well, like, what is it, what is this, exactly. like, you know, rather exactly. than just uh, promises, like, what is the real timeframes of, of delivery? And we are having right. uh, challenges from all the time. So, um, let, you know, so as I mentioned, like, you know, we pr- pretty much our audience is uh, Amazon sellers, and uh, you guys are doing a lot of uh, global uh, freight forwarding, looks like. So can we say that like you are also doing a lot of freight forwarding from China to U.S., China to Europe, um, oh, yeah. taking care of um, a lot of Amazon sellers too? Exactly. From China to Turkey, from Brazil to Canada, from United States to Israel, you name it, because we have this great network and if we don't find any agent in any of the countries that our customers request, we go with the within the network to find a you know a trusty uh, agent in that country. So it's 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 not as I said before on our on our conversation. It's, it doesn't have to be related anything to Turkey. We do cross trade around the world. Great to hear. Okay. So one of the things that I wonder a lot, and uh, and Omar, I know you have a lot of questions too. Uh, you know, in the last years, together with the COVID nineteen, we have seen the prices of uh, containers raising a lot, right? I mean, oh, yes. and uh, one of the things that I'm I'm seeing right now is um, the e-commerce is a little bit cooling down. Uh, it's still growing. I mean, for sure. Uh, but I'm going to show some some data around that uh, very soon. Hey, data guy. Uh, but it seems like uh, there was a bump with the COVID-19, and now it's already cooled down. So that bump is not there anymore. I mean, if you look at the last quarters, like, you know, Amazon just uh, released some data. The, the growth continues, but it's a little bit slowing down. I assume that there is an impact, you know, not only the e-commerce, but in general, uh, there is an impact to the uh, freight forwarding industry. So can we say that the prices will, will go down in the next few months or, or what? It is actually it? started. It, it actually started to go down. I mean, uh, for example, any import uh, shipment from China to 
the West, uh, during the COVID time, it was about fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars per container. Right now, it, it it came down to almost normal prices, about five thousand dollars, six thousand dollars. So, which is a really, really big difference, and that actually uh, stopped importing from China, not only China, but, you know, as a biggest example in the region, uh, that already almost stopped the importing of West from the East of the world because of these high freight charges. But now it's coming down and it's, uh, and it's now the keeping up of the trade around the world, even if it's import or export. Okay. Um, wow. I mean that's some some really good information, and uh, mm-hmm. you know because because we always we're working with a lot of Amazon sellers, um, we obviously had a lot of uh, uh, issues uh, in this time frame when the containers were so super expensive. I think they even went up to twenty two, if I if I'm not mistaken, from going from China into uh, into the U.S. So yeah, it was. Depend- uh, it was Sorry. it depends on 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 the length of the uh, of the right. but uh, you, you know twenty two thousand i mean like uh, yeah if if you're a mom and pop's business uh, <clears throat> and you you usually pay five thousand and your items you know uh, i mean how much are you gonna charge your clients if you pay twenty two thousand for a container so just exactly. so you know they had i'm sure that so many have to stop uh, had to stop selling in that uh, uh in that mm. time frame so this is as well my question and it's very it's very funny because hi was thinking about covid nineteen and obviously it's affect us all still uh, in the business so I was thinking the same and uh, i was i was saying uh, there is there is a trend in twenty twenty three from what I'm seeing or w- what is going on and um it's to prepare for new risk events um means anything else what what can come like covid 19 or whatever there is war going on we never know how to, we wake tomorrow what is going to happen i mean it's very unlikely that we're going to get hit by a by all over war over europe and us and everything but we never know what's happening so are we how do we prepare best for these new risk events what is how do you uh, approach this um, with your company or in general when there is supply chain issue or when there is uh, the container issue? What would be the, that you don't get taken cold uh, like last time with the COVID? How do companies like yours, for example, prepare now? Well, uh, sadly, nothing has changed. People face with the difficulties, but nothing has changed. And in this, nothing has changed is the, uh, section of the trade we try to uh, come up with new solutions with the deliveries. For example, uh, most of the shipping companies, uh, I mean, container uh, loading companies, they stop sending the containers uh, until the door addresses, door, door deliveries. When, uh, for the past year, uh, they've been keep telling us un- uh, they, cannot, they can only deliver the cargo to container un- until the port. So the service we used to get from door to door or port to door had just stopped. And now what we do is because of our network agents around the world, we only get the service port to port service from shipping lines and handle the rest with our local agent. Like if I want to send a container to, uh, let's say, Ohio, Dayton, Ohio, and, and but the shipping line will carry my container until from Izmir to New York, and it, they will just leave the container there. In that stage, my 
U.S. agent gets in the picture and handles the customs, import deliveries, and the tracking until the Dayton, Ohio. So nothing has changed uh, with the service that the importer exporter used to get. But the difficulty or the process of the freight forwarders has changed, and it takes now longer time because in, in the last day, in the past years, we used to go on the internet, uh, go into the system of any shipping line, get our freight from port to door. But now we use our agent. But this is a good thing uh, because when you have the full service from the shipping line, uh, you cannot control every single step. But when I have the port to port delivery and the handle the rest with my own agent, I, I can control the delivery up to a certain maximum certain uh, stage, which means if there's a, a congestion at the port, the vessel cannot unload. Or if there's a tracking problem, we know what's going on. Because in the past, we couldn't know. The shipping line would say, well, because of the congestion. But that, that's, not the, uh, that's not the information that clients would like to hear. They like to hear there's a tracking problem, but we are solving it. So exactly. at the beginning, as I said, every can, everybody, every for, freight forwarder can uh, ship from one point to another point. But that's not the case. The case is if you can come up with a solution in, ca in case of crisis. And as I said uh, about five minutes ago, the customer needs to know what exactly happening. So if, if there's a problem, we, we solve it or we will solve it, but we will let the customer know what exactly going on because clarity is important. I have many customers uh, facing with these problems with our service, but not with, within our service. And we come up with solutions and they're happy with it. Even though we are facing with difficult, they're facing with difficulties, uh, we're coming up solutions and they're happy and they're, they're uh, keep going working with us. So the important thing is, uh, as I said, uh, the time, the transit times has been changed before the COVID time and now. Uh, so we used to send a container 20 days from port to port. Now it's changed because especially in the United States for the past two years, all ports of US has been congested with the vessels waiting to dock at the ports. So one of our one of our customers biggest uh, one of the key customers of our company is imported from us to turkey the food stuff uh they we've been discussing the other day uh he was saying the freight that we are offering is too much comparing to other competitive companies but i found out the the reason of it the other freight forwarder companies offer from oakland california to izmir direct service with a vessel that's good because the freight is really low, but it doesn't mean it will get on time because giving a rate is not a big deal. Shipping the cargo on time is the deal. So if I can give you a rate, get your load and send the container terminal of Oakland and keep the container for 20 days, it doesn't make sense. What we do is we ship the container from Oakland by land or on rail to uh, Norfolk or Charleston port that that will increase the rate but that will that will decrease the transit time and my customers patient so that's one of the, some of the solutions that we we come up with okay so you you definitely preparing for everything exactly yes we have to okay 
And there is one more thing as well, because because of this, I mean, because of COVID and everything, um, a lot of sellers, especially in the Amazon world, uh, what we see is increasingly uh, into inventory reserves, means that mm -hmm. a, um, now they don't just send one container, they suddenly send three. You know, whoever yeah. can afford it wants to store and wants to fill up as much as you can, especially right. in Q4 now, you know. But now we see the trend as well coming through in, uh, throughout the year. Is this yeah. as well something you can, you can see at the moment? I mean, that means that uh, we, we, we have a lot of more money implicated in the game now uh, as before. Yes, because it makes sense for the importers or exporters on the uh, sense of paying too much for the duties, customs process. So sending one container, will uh, this guy will pay the same amount, uh, but if he can deliver five containers at one time, he will, he will uh, pay uh, the same amount that he will spend for one container for the customs, not the duties. But so that makes sense. Everybody is trying to save more money sure. and try to cut down the cost. I think, hi, you have seen this as well because you are directly dealing as well with warehouses or you providing the service and now as well. And uh, I, I, I can imagine because you mentioned before that your warehouses get, get very, very fast filled up to the top. And I think this is as well a good indication that uh, uh, people actually storing their stuff, not only... Um, bringing a few in, bringing a lot more than uh, than before because Amazon is not reliable anymore for the warehousing. So so Eva is uh, is taking care of the uh, of the warehousing now, and uh, yeah, the space must be very fast filled up. So yeah. is 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 correct? Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> we recently expanded our warehouses in Houston and uh, California by three times. Like we, we have now 120,000 oh. square feet space, but I can tell you that just in the last two months, 20% of that, uh, you know, capacity is already gone exactly for the same reason, because again, before the COVID, there was this notion of, Hey, we can do micro shipments from China, which yeah be the best you know like in terms of like uh, replenishing the amazon or any type of like e-commerce um, business uh, requirements but it's almost impossible like i think you know murat mentioned a great uh, two points here that i i take to on my side because it's not an area which i am an expert but one is like you know send more if possible so that you don't need to pay for extra customs and second is the time and uh, before that, like, you know, I want to show you one thing, uh, which is that what I was talking about, this COVID bump, right? And uh, if you look at the, the Amazon business, the uh, there was a bump uh, related to COVID. But as we are entering into Q3, you can see that the e-commerce business is uh, still uh, growing, but at the same time, uh, it's growing, but you know the 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 real kind of the the growth. It's now coming to become more realistic, you know, as as the time goes. So that's I think you know important to mention that almost the COVID impact is over, and that's why we see the container prices going uh, down. But it doesn't change the fact. Now coming to a second point you mentioned, uh, we have a customer who said, "Hey." My inventory limits on Amazon FBA is today 20,000 pieces. So I don't need uh, the 3PL. Just send it over, okay? And we told him, okay, fine. You know, we can do that. 
But two days later, just two days, sorry, two days after the conversation, 20,000 uh, limit on Amazon is reduced to uh, like 18. And then two days later, it went down to 9,000. And it just happened. Yeah, because, because Amazon yeah. doesn't tell you or... I mean, at the end of the day, Amazon, we call it the God, the God of e-commerce. So whatever comes from the God, you know, you do not complain that much because there is nothing you can do. So in one week, the inventory limit went from 20,000 down to 9,000. And there is no guarantee or nothing that can prevent that to happen again to any any seller. So it makes a lot of sense to... Uh, definitely get to a, a 3PL and try to send. Uh, maybe, maybe I think what I'm seeing today is like uh, everybody's sending uh, almost like one year of sales uh, in in one shot, or maybe two times a year. Right. Um, one of the things that I also see, Murat, and I want to get your opinion on that. So. Our warehouses is in Houston. I mean, it's not that easy to know, obviously, every single port and how the things are processed in the port. But <clears throat> a lot of European sellers, they send to um, east coast of, of U.S., right? And one of the things that we realize is like Houston, normally a container gets into Houston maybe with a four to five days uh, delay or let's say four to five days more compared to New Jersey. But when anything lands in Houston, we got it in one day. If anything lands in New Jersey, it takes sometimes two weeks to get it out of that customs clearance. So most of the people, like, they also don't know, like, you know, for example, which port is better, faster uh, versus the other one. I think that's also an important thing. For example, we are very happy um uh with um one of the biggest brands um in 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 Europe uh, it's also very famous in Turkey but I wouldn't mention the name sure. maybe after the call but like you know they they had questions about why not to land in New Jersey and then we we told them about Houston and uh, and you know they it was so fast it took us like in 24 yeah. hours we had this in our warehouse uh next to the port uh <clears throat> What's your uh, kind of like advice on that, like the the port? Because it's also correlated with the quest with what your example, which is rather than Auckland, like let's right. say from Auckland to Europe, it's like uh, Norfolk to Europe, but using the land. Because the key point is not to sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes to uh, make a thousand dollar additional money, but. Right really to take the things on time, right? I mean, it's more important. Exactly. Well, uh, I agree with you for the port issue because uh, if you send to New Jersey, New York, uh, it will, let's say from Turkey, it takes 16 to 18 days for port to port. Right. But due to the congestion at New Jersey area, New York area, that vessel will not uh, dock to the port and we will wait for maybe 20, uh, 15, 20 days, which is almost equal transit time from Turkey to Houston port. So the customer will say, or the importer will think about, is it the transit time up to Houston or the struggle that I would like to face with in New Jersey comparing to Houston, as you said, because Houston is much, uh, is the most easy port right now comparing to East and West coast of uh, US. 
And sometimes we do use Houston to deliver the goods to California side, West side. Right. And over, you know, up, uh, up Midwest, actually, even Midwest, you know, not choosing the uh, Eastern ports, but just send it to Houston. Like it depends on the commodity too, which is, I think it's similar thing with your customer profile. Like when we send it uh, marble, marble import and export, they're not in rush because there's no, there's no shelf life of this product. So they can wait for 15 days transit time to Houston. But for food stuff, they are always rushed to deliver to New York. But we always warn them, you know, New York, yes, it's a quick transshipment, but it's not the final point that you will face with. So we, we, we always, when we offer a rate uh, to our client, we always give the options, you know, 16 days, cheap, 50, uh, 50 days, higher rate. So it, you, you'll pick. And we keep warning everybody about congestions, about the obstacles that they will face or their, their importers will face with. So I agree with you for the port situation. Even something that you may <clears throat> know, uh, which is, uh, I think, something really interesting if, if this is integrated into the conversation is like, a lot of so at the end of the day for an Amazon seller, it is important to deliver to an Amazon warehouse. Uh, and, uh, for example, in Houston, uh, from the 3PL to the Amazon warehouse, it's a 24 hours thing. Like you call the Amazon guy and they will pick it up right away. Now, anybody oh, like watching us in California or in New Jersey area, they know that it's not the case at all. In California, they tell you, like, I'm going to pick it up next week, and they come three weeks later. Because nice. of that, for wow. example, we have our own trucks. Like, we do not call Amazon, but we send it oh. to Amazon because nobody understands, like, it, it, because it becomes our problem, right? Like, you know, uh, right. I have goods with you now. Like, why don't you send? And we are like, hey, that's Amazon service, right? They're going to come and pick it up, but they don't. Right. Same thing yeah. with New Jersey. Like, and if, even yeah. if they pick it up, they they take the stuff, send it to the warehouse, the Amazon FBA warehouse, but then they do not receive. <laughs> like that's the other thing. Like we, it, it's yeah. like at least a week if you are lucky, and it, the the status of the products is like in receive, like they are in inbound, so it's not received yet. Where in Houston the receival time is like one or two days. So these are also okay. kind of like important things that we discovered uh, in our journey in the last 10 years that we are dealing with Amazon. Uh, and, you know, like we, we know that it's it's not easy for Amazon to change everything, although they provide all types of warehouses, freight uh, services, even from China. But at the end of the day, um you know, the customer needs that flexibility, transparency, and they they want to talk to someone that they can tell what they want. So it all comes to that type of points as well. So maybe a question about Europe, like uh, which ports or what's what's the best way uh, for, for example, let's assume a European customer, uh, you know, wants to get their stuff to Amazon from China. Uh, mm -hmm. What would be your suggestions in terms of routes? Uh, uh, if we're talking about, uh, excuse me, there's a, if we're talking about uh, Mediterranean uh, cost, like France, Spain, Portugal, 
uh, the ports are really uh, accurate right now. There's no problem at all. Even for uh, south of Germany, we use uh, French ports, for example, because of the transit time and also the flexibility. But uh, for the northern uh, Europe, which we call continent area, uh, we suggest them to use Antwerp or Hamburg ports. So what about Poland? In, for example? Is it uh, Poland as well? Sorry to interrupt you because yesterday, yeah. yesterday I had a, I had a, a webinar with uh, uh, with Allegro. Allegro is one of the big marketplaces in uh, in Poland. So does uh-huh. it as well? Uh, that was would be my question for Poland. Would it be the same as uh, as well for, oh, yeah. for Hamburg? Or? Yeah, uh, there are two main ports in Poland: Gdansk and Gdynia, which are really accurate, and there's no problem with uh, sending shipments to Poland uh, to their own uh, ports. If there's a, a problem on the uh, sea freight, we use Black Sea ports to reach to Poland by inland also. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. What about the Ukrainian situation? Doesn't impact you, or you do it through Romania? Uh, we we have two options uh, through Romania or from Georgia. So and we there's no really vessel uh, traffic right now as it used to be. So we use trucks. We use Ukrainian plated or uh, Western Europe, Eastern uh, Eastern Europe uh, trucking companies, and also we use Georgian companies, Azerbaijani companies to deliver the goods from Turkey to the Caucasian area in uh, Ukraine, actually. And the good thing, uh, I would like to add this also: the good thing about comparing to COVID uh, time now. Uh, we can easily find containers because during the COVID time, you used to get the rate, you used to offer and get the booking from shipping line and, and you even target a vessel. And you, when you say, okay, I have 20 containers for this vessel, the shipping line will say, I can't give you even one container. So that was the case because of this East and West container war actually that happened between uh, two big forces, uh, powers of the world. And nowadays, it's much easier to get booking. I mean, we don't really think about, worry about if we're going to get the container or not. So because there are much, much new containers in the market, the shipping lines actually ordered for new containers and more than their capacity. So it's easy to find container also. Okay. Well, that means super flexible now, huh? Hi, what do you think? Yes. It's, uh, actually, wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. although borders, although uh, different things going on, you know, uh, the container arrives. I mean, for example, like a, a country like Poland, it's uh, yeah. if you look at the, if you look at the location, it's quite hard to reach. And if you right. go through Germany, obviously uh, you, you have different tax laws. You have different, you know, you need to clear within uh, Germany. You need to have because the thing is in Allegro, you don't even really need a VAT number. That's what I understood yesterday. What they told me for the Allegro mm-hmm. marketplace, you don't really need a VAT number. So you could theoretically ship into Poland. But obviously, you don't cross Germany for that. You know, you can right. just directly, ship it directly, their, yeah, directly into Poland. Then you then you deal yes. with their customs, <clears throat> and you would bring your your goods into uh, into Poland, which I, oh, I'm yeah. sure this will change very soon. But for now, that's amazing, and that's why I was asking actually, how do you ship it there? Because it, of the location, which is a bit complicated, especially when it's when it's very cold. You know, uh, the yeah. the you know there the, the can arise a lot of problems from that side of the. Of the world, so yeah, it's it's amazing that you actually. I didn't even think about it that you go Black Sea and then by trucks and wow, 
Amazing. Yeah, there are so many different ways, by the way. I mean, it's a very becoming a very interesting conversation. And I know we are coming to the end of our time, but I, I want to ask a special thing, you know, because it's and maybe we will not find a solution now, but okay, it's a kind of a personal thing as well. Like so right. at Eva, uh so we have the US warehouses and our US customers are demanding us to uh have a warehouse in Europe. Now, okay. this is a bit of a puzzle, right? Why? Because at the end of the day, we send it to an Amazon warehouse in Europe. And there yes. are so many of them, right? Like 50 plus, which uh-huh. means that if you end up in, I don't know, Italy, you can send it to an Italian warehouse of Amazon. You can send it to a German warehouse, a Czech warehouse. Mm-hmm. So which means that it doesn't matter really like where you end because what matters right. is like from the port, how... What's the distance to an Amazon warehouse? I mean, I mm-hmm. would be, and then it, it, then then there are other parameters like what's the uh, the cost of a warehouse in that port mm-hmm. area? What's the cost of labor, labor and uh, rent? Yeah. You know, these are the two main things, by the way, that you need to pay. So, yeah. what would be your suggestion for our next uh, investment? Like, if we want to get a warehouse. I know that it can be uh, a difficult one that we can uh, take it offline, but I mean, maybe you already have a suggestion that, hey, for from my point of view, the best warehouse location would be here, something like that. Uh, actually, I would say two regions would be more uh, useful up in the continent side, uh, around Germany, northern Germany, close to Hamburg port maybe, or Belarus, uh, not the uh, Belgium area, German, Belgium, and, you know, uh, Netherlands. That three ports, it's connected with the great service and the, one of the best hub in that area. That will be, and the second one would be Italy, of course, because of uh, not all, all the shipments coming from uh uh, through enter through the Spain to Mediterranean, they go from the Arabian Peninsula. So it will take uh, reduce the transit time if they use uh, Arabian Peninsula and enter to Mediterranean and go to Italy. And Italy has a great railway uh, lines through Europe. So that's why we choose also for the European shipments from the Mediterranean entrance besides the French. So up in north. Germany, northern Germany, or the close to Belgium and Netherlands region. And in the south, it will be Italy more useful. And Italian customs are more flexible and fast uh, operating. Yeah, Omar, it's also kind of a, a, another thing about what you mentioned about <clears throat> that. I heard that it will take a lot f- like faster in Italy to get a, a VAT number. Yes. You know, and yes, things like the fastest. it will be fastest, it will be maybe the cheapest. And as soon as you have an Italian wet number, then you can, uh, you know, um, send it to anywhere else in Europe, right? Maybe excluding UK. UK might be a, a totally different animal. Um, yes. But what I, you know, uh, the next question, you know, because it doesn't matter, like, you know, the stuff is coming from China, uh, whether it's going into South or North doesn't matter. Uh, because there is a um, like a couple of hours away from the train line you mentioned in Italy Uh, there is a couple of hours away there is a warehouse same thing with Hamburg Um, would it be faster from China to Italy or would it be uh, 
faster, cheaper. I don't know. There are different parameters right here uh, to consider because it tells yeah. you know probably again the uh, the labor cost will be cheaper compared to like Germany, you know, like Germany is very hard even to find uh, <clears throat> that type of workers and, you know, yes. the workers' councils and labor. I mean, <laughs> it's not yeah, yeah. the, the, the right. most effective. I don't know. What would be your, like, would it work for, you know, in terms of, um, you know, from China to Italy or China to Hamburg? If- uh, transit, time, transit time wouldn't be too much different. Maybe a week. It will it will differ, but uh, other than that, uh, going through the process of customs and entry, maybe uh, using the bonded warehouses also will be Italy will be more eligible to use. Very nice to hear. And, and also uh, by ed- advising these information to you, I'm considering the services also from China, for example, to Italy to Germany. How many shipping lines they serve? How many? Uh, how easy to get? vessels how easy to get containers and that's important also issue because when you invest in germany but you find out the italian uh, there are much shipping line served from china to italy the germany will be out of question so italy will be more eligible again wow that's great to hear omar i think we should talk more with murat about this (laughs) definitely because for me it's (laughs) For me, it's as well surprising, you know, because uh, for a few months ago, everyone was talking about the Netherlands and, you know, how good it is to just drive through and bring it to 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 Germany. But I think over the the costs nowadays, it, it, it's it's a big it's a big issue when we talk about it big is, orders coming is. in, you know, and we have we're looking like one week less into Italy, which have a fantastic uh, railway system as well to drive it uh, up into into the other countries. So uh, I see no pro. I I really uh, see that it's a uh, logic to uh, to uh, that Italy going to get the, the the traffic very soon. It is it's a popular country for the shipments, but also on the other side, you have to think about Germany's German ports or Netherlands ports are uh, Dutch ports actually. They're much busier than the Italian ports. Yes, that's another case too. You know there are uh, ships trying to dock in to on the continent ports where the Italian ports, they work randomly and, and they work really, really fast. I mean, same thing like with LA, where at some point last year, there was like a thousand ships waiting, you know, like in front. Yes, yes. we like, checked the card, okay. I think. I don't, I'm not sure it was with you, but we checked the card, you know. Right. And the, also, map, the map, sorry. The, the map and and you know like one of the things that I I I was like because from San because I'm based in San Diego right like when I start like you know any flights going to the north and you can check that port and the area the ships in LA easily and right now it's much less crowded of course but during the COVID times like the ships were waiting a lot but it's a amazing conversation right i mean we learned so many things now about like the european uh maybe china to europe using italy uh again china to us maybe using houston as an alternative uh you know um line also like maybe sending more and ensuring that the custom costs are custom clearance and that type of costs are incorporated into the overall calculation also like it's not about the price only it's about right. like time to deliver and right. uh, getting an accurate um, you know a, a forecast on that so that's right. all uh, super important stuff so 
thank you very much, Murat, for the time. Thank you, Murat. It was oh, very interesting. It was, it was a pleasure to chat with you guys. Thank you Absolutely. very much. So thanks. Thank you for, for joining us. So have a great day, guys. And thank you for listening to us. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.